on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. If you don't know how to set up the 360 degree of your organization, that means you will always struggle. Yeah. And that means you will look for doing another business that could give you better return. Right. How about like fixing your first business and making sure that you're adhering it? You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I've got my good buddy. I'm going to try to make sure that I say this correct, buddy. <clears throat> Ahmed Mahmoud, my brother. Welcome to the stage. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. And I'm excited to see you as well. Yeah, I'm, I had to clear my throat and everything for that one, but hopefully I did it justice. I'm glad that you're here. We're going to get we're going to get technical a little bit here on today's show. You're a, a working genius, for lack of better terms, to all my listeners here. But tell us what kind of business that you have, Ahmed. Actually, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So my background is more into the digital industry. And I basically run three agencies. I've got a couple of digital platforms. So one of the agency which I run is called Software Pro. The second agency which I run is called Ecom Development NYC. The third agency which I run is called HTML Pro. And there is a reason I didn't have one agency and I have three agencies, which I can explain later in the podcast conversation. Uh, and then I have a digital platform, which is close, similar to, if you heard about SAMrush or uh, HREF, and that's called etvi.com. E-T-T-V-I.com is a digital marketing tool with almost like 60 plus tools inside that wow. can be used free of cost by any digital marketer in the world. Uh, wow. The fifth venture, which I have, and which is, done for the community all over the globe is called e-commerce e pro and the website is called the ecompro.com and over there the way we run the agencies the way we make others successful online we put everything in the blueprint and then it's actually in the subscription form so anybody can go there they can pay like 12 dollars and they start to learn, let's say if you want to be a Facebook expert or a Google Ads expert or a developer, you can actually go there and become an expert. So that's the fifth platform we have. And we actually go in many places in the world and many cities, especially those areas where there is less education and skills and try to promote this venture. Yeah, I love it. Obviously, you, you're you an international entrepreneur and you've got a lot of interest in several platforms. And so I'm excited to kind of dive into this. Before we get into your story, I would love to know, you serial entrepreneur from one to another, we're kind of crazy. Let's just be honest. We were, Our attention isn't captured by just one business. We have to do multiple things. But I want to know what makes you tick. Is it achieving more? Is it an amount of money? Are you trying to provide for your family, like what's the bigger picture for you? Definitely not providing the family. So I think that's uh, some people say the leaders are, they're born as leaders. And I actually, right. I actually get it. I'm MBA. My specification was done in leadership as well and management. So I studied the whole certification and the leadership. I feel that's 
some people have fire yeah and that fire doesn't let you sit down trust me if you sit down you're gonna get perished yeah so, it consumes you so it's actually the fire and if you use that fire to any wrongful ways it's not good for the society yeah. so you use the, that fire in in a productive ways uh, you actually get the benefits in return but you have to make sure that you have to be yes super multitasking number one Number two, you have to be organized, yet at the same time, make sure that the, your stakeholders are not compromised with a lot of ventures. And the similar way, because you read a lot of books that says focus on one venture. And actually, I somewhat agree on that too, but may not fit with every person in the world, just like maybe you're the serial entrepreneur and I'm the serial entrepreneur as well, because right. we want to do a lot. So if I have five different ventures, I have the capacity to handle five and I have the capacity to handle five in, in a way that you actually read in the books. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that uh, discernment actually that you really have. I've come to know that myself over the years that <clears throat> there is value in focus, right? There's value in being able to dial in and do things in an organized fashion and work methodically through things. And to your point, there's a, it's a capacity issue that we're discussing here. Some people yeah. have the capacity for one, Two, three, 10, whatever it is, obviously it would be a challenge for us to say Elon Musk can only do one thing, right? Like he's the point case <laughs> example of how, no, that's not the case at all. However, I love what you said inside of each venture, you still have to be able to operate it like the book says in a dialed in, focused, methodical, progressive way. And so Absolutely. I love what you said about fire. How did you come to know this? Or when was your first like realization of, oh, geez, I have a fire inside of me. That's maybe a little bit different. I'm actually in the mid thirties and I got to know about that. I think maximum couple of years ago, not before that. Wow. Before that, it was just working and working. Maybe I thought that I'm a hardworking guy, Sure. but now I feel that there is a fire inside. And the reason being is that I don't want to, I just want to keep working. I just want to keep moving. Even if there is no work, I still want to work. Yeah. And then I saw a lot of people taking flights and sleeping. I cannot sleep in the flights. If I'm in the flight, I literally completed the whole book while taking a 12 hours flight, just because I cannot be idle. So that actually means that when you're sitting idle, you feel that, no, I think you're wasting your time. Just do yeah. something productive and also see the opportunity. There is a huge opportunity for being productive. Well, if you're done with yourself, then there is a community to serve for. That's so right. and if you have the power and energy to do more than yourself, I think that's a fire inside. I love it. I love it. It's really the king mindset that we talk about in, inside of Gathering the Kings, inside the mastermind here on the podcast several times. It's this transition from maybe selfish ambition to what else? Well, once I've gotten mine, once I've made my millions or, or whatever, maybe you don't make millions. The reality of it is once you have enough, what else? You just stop? No. There's a community, there's your family, there's your, your team's family, uh, your church, your community, all these other things. All right, let's talk about the story. I want to know your story. I want to know, how did you first become an entrepreneur? What was the very beginnings of you and becoming a business owner? I will actually go a little back than becoming an entrepreneur. When I was five years old, there was a separation that happened between my mother and father. Wow. And since I never, I actually never had a chance to live with the dad in my conscious. So sure. it was a hard time, never being hard follow-ups. So a free guy who can do everything, can go in the right direction, can go in the wrong direction. But I felt that actually took some really good steps, 
but I used to face a lot of people. I used to face any kind of people in the society, good people, bad people, face them yeah. and able to come over it. Sometimes I got screwed up. Sometimes I'll just go across and get successful. So a bit, a bit of the life, which was not normal. So yeah. that's one of the things that could actually fire you up as well, because you totally. haven't been raised up in, in a normal circumstances. That's right. right. That's right. And, and then sometimes not having the even a lot of money for completing your education as well. And then because of that, at 17 years of age or 18 years of age, you have to start doing the job to earn money. And then you have to pay for the university fee as well at the same time. So when I was in the university, I was doing a full nine hours job. And then at the nine hours job, whenever I used to have time, I used to read my, my notes and assignments because I have to, you know, give assignment the next day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then at the same time, I used to do a couple of hours of community work as well, going outside, telling people, hey, do the right thing, do not do the bad thing. So I had yeah. that insect in, inside me as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've always right? had it. It's just a matter of you dividing up your time back then just looked a little different. Exactly. So from 18 years of age, Till 26 years of age, 80 years, I did employment in multiple organizations. That includes okay. some 500 companies as well. Started with the call center jobs, taking calls, doing sales, customer service. From that, I had a background of marketing, MBA marketing in leadership, doing call center, customer service. I actually ended up with good communication skills over there. I fell at that time. And then a, a good day, someone called me up and he said, hey, Hamid, there is a IT company, you want to do a job? I said, what is IT company? Back in 2009, I'm talking about. They, okay, just go over there and get the interview. I went there, that, that company was actually an HTML-based organization. Okay. So they hired me up for their sales. I actually did the sale right on my first call. Wow. And then gave them the project and they hired me up. They actually kept me up for a couple of years. And I used to give them like 15 to 16 new projects every month. And they actually loved me too. But then in 2011, I was called up by another big corporate. And at that time, nine to six, I was working in that corporate. Uh, I was leading a team of about 100 employees for and doing the quality assurance and training at that time. And at that time, I had experience of almost five years. Then six to 10, I'll go to another IT company for a service-based organization, IT company, just like what I'm doing right now for my business. Yeah. Yeah. And then from 10 to one, I used to work in a digital SaaS. So I was yeah. doing three jobs at that time, but in 2030, yeah. I thought it's quite enough now. And then I felt after 80 years that, okay, now my mentality with my bosses is actually conflicting yeah. and had a few values, which... I thought that should be in a business or in an entrepreneur. And that started using the conflict with the person I was working. Yeah. And at that time, I felt, now, Hamid, I think you understand. You should take a step ahead and start doing your own venture. Yeah, I love that. I think that even though it's different than my story, different than some of the people listening here today, generally, though, is the same story. It's, man, I'm going to put my effort into something. And you kept going and going and going. And then you realize eventually, man, if I put this effort into my own thing, this could be really incredible. You don't really know what that looks like. It didn't sound like you did at that time, but who knew, you know, less than 10 years later, you'd be five, five platforms building out something in your mid thirties. It'd be pretty, pretty incredible. I want to know, like you talked about from your childhood a little bit, from the perspective of not having certain things, was there this entrepreneurial like theme, even though you were working, did you always maybe know that you wanted to do your own thing? Or was it something that like eventually you came to, okay, I have to now go do my own thing. I can see this better on my own. I evolved. Nobody taught me up 
how to go step by step. Right. When I started out my entrepreneurship, it wasn't the company was called HTML Pro. It was just an HTML company. After three years, I got to know it's not what HTML what people looking for. It's actually the website. And then after a couple more years, I got to know it's not actually the website that people look for. It's actually the marketing and Leads. it's actually the growth of the company. Right. After five years, I understood that, Hamid, people are actually looking to win the business. That's right. And HTML, the website, the software is a byproduct. They're just so tools. <laughs> exactly. So then that's why I had the companies. One is e-com development that does the e-commerce marketing as well. Sure. Yep. That means that we actually help people grow successfully if they don't know how to be successful online. Yep. And we know that when we help with that, uh, we end up getting the development work in that too. Yep. So yeah, exactly. actually evolved. And that's one of the reasons I mentor now as well, that all the 10 years which I took and I learned with the time, I can tell people that they don't have to go through you know, all the hard path and they can take my suggestions. Yeah, exactly. I love that. All right. I want to know early on when you first made that move to become an entrepreneur on your own, do your thing, that first couple of years, let's go back to that, those years. I want you to tell me about a good decision that you made inside the business that you can share here today that would be applicable. You know, the listeners can take a note, take it away and apply it to their business. Absolutely. I'm actually writing my own book as well. And that's going to be my sixth venture. Hey, yo. Uh, <laughs> and so just to let you know, guys, that my agencies, they're in multi seven figure in dollars right now. Yep. So we have good revenues that's coming up right from the day one, since I had a corporate experience, one thing which I did, which I still see. So I put a post on to the LinkedIn who is following the EOS model, which is yeah. entrepreneur operating system. And apart from one or two people, they didn't even know what the EOS model is. And if you don't know the EOS model, or if you don't know how to set up the hierarchies, if you don't know how to set up the 360 degree of your organization. So that means you will, you will always struggle. Yeah. And that means you will look for another, doing another business that could give you better return. So fixing your first business and making sure that you're adhering it. So the one thing which I did was following the books, following how the big corporates are working. That includes process. So I actually wrote the processes with my own hands, writing everything that a person should do, yeah. assigned different roles, yep. making sure that there is a CEO, there is an integrator, and then yep. there is different department leads who, who are reporting to integrator and CEO is a visionary. And then the people who are reporting to each other, making sure that every person has a number or a KPI to achieve. And then they have a reporting mechanism. And then they have a monthly report mechanism as well. Apart from doing just delivering the projects, and then making sure then there, there is a quality assurance department as well to make sure that everybody is working well. So right from the day one, I wanted to have an organization, not just a, a project-based, delivery-based organization. Yeah, I love that. I think that there's a lot of times, and it's not the first time it's been mentioned here on the show, but what you said is that we've we heard it, we see how it works in big corporations, but we just don't do it. Because it's work. Let's just be honest. Like you said, you had to write it out for yourself, make sure that each job description is in place, make sure that the hierarchy is established. All these things seem like really basic, but it really gives you a mindset inside the organization that allow, even if you don't have those people in place yet, would you agree with this? That you're writing this thing out as if you see the business in a certain way, and then you're starting to fill these seats as it goes. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So first of all, I always say, 
people call me a pro because every of my venture is called a pro. And I tell them, hey, if you want to be successful in your venture, be a pro in your business. Yeah. And if you're a pro in your business, means you're expert in your business. That means you can actually write down what are the good things, what are the bad things. And then once you have noted down everything, that's the time that you can actually sub-assign your roles to others. Yep. So even if you're smaller, like a small entrepreneur, still you should be doing the initial jobs yourself. So the first couple of years, do not call yourself a CEO. Just call yourself some role yeah. who is making sure that the organization is in place and he's writing a lot of documents. So one of the venture which I did, which is Ecom Development NYC, we reached the first seven figure in an year and a half, exactly. Wow. And the whole one year, I didn't waste any time. I was just writing the documents yep. and assigning to teams and training the teams. So the first couple of years are for the entrepreneurs to do as much work as possible to make it an organization. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you don't have that first year or two, three, then really there's no foundation and <clears throat> all the things that you're talking about seven or even multiple sevens, eight, nine figures that doesn't happen out of disorganization or the not being built on something really. secure. Yeah, exactly. So it just never is going to get there because as even if you had the ability to market and bring in new customers, all those people would just fall through the gaps because you don't have the systems in place to be able to take care of them on the back end. So what would you say? We're going to flip the coin here. What would you say was a bad choice that you made as you're building up these first, uh, first couple of businesses? I think not choosing the right roles, pushing the right roles. Okay. Sometimes you work with people and you push them to do certain work yeah. until I read a book and that's called Traction. Yep. Get a grip on your business. So if yeah. that's for the audience as well, you must read that book. You must read that book. Traction, get a grip on your business. So until I read that book, that always choose the right people. And if you think that a certain job is not being done correctly, check the person. And if you have a doubt after making sure that their roles or the numbers are not met, or they have the attitude issues, or the right. person is creating the negativity, then do not be afraid of getting apart and with the right person. So I would say that since I was a very small entrepreneur at that time, yeah. and then I was uh, a bit in a learning curve. So I made yeah. the wrong decisions by choosing the wrong people. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And you're hundred percent right. If you don't know, even going back to your good decision, if you don't have the things in place, because obviously it's not like you just all of a sudden everything's in place. You said it took you 18 months to really build the foundation. So through that process, there were times where you had people, <clears throat> in this case, you're saying the wrong people, before you had certain systems. And eventually at some point it was a mess and you were like, ah, so you had to fix some systems and you had to fix some people. What would you say was the indicator for you? Or maybe someone listening today, they're not at that million dollar mark yet. What's an indicator for them to know that maybe they got the wrong person on the bus or maybe that wrong person just in the wrong seat on the bus. Exactly. So again, if you get back to the book, it will tell you that always assign a number to every person. So let's say you've hired a project manager, give him a number. Your customer quality reviews index should be 90% or they should be 95%. Right. The delivery SLA should be 95%, right? The feedback 
from a customers about your behavior should be 98%, right? So take out those numbers and then see where the gap is. If they are meeting that number, so that means you have the right person. And if those numbers are not being met, then you don't have to actually listen from X, Y, Z places. Okay, this person is not doing the right job. Hey, I think this person is wrong for this role. You don't have to yeah. put the ears on that. You should just focus on the numbers. And that's what I learned in the later stage of being an entrepreneur. Once you get the traction and traction you get in the weekly or the bi-weekly reporting meetings yep. where you sit and then you ask the leaders to give you a report. And that number will tell you, okay, he's the right person, he's the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah, it seems so simple when you put it into a sentence like that of just, okay, now the leader basically reports the number to me and I make a decision. What would you say the first step, obviously going to the book, reading it, dissecting for the person listening right now, outside of reading the book, what would you say is their first step? Do they need to look at their current team? Do they need to create those job descriptions first and then look at their team? What would you say? Cause maybe they've never heard of this before and they're like, okay, this sounds good. I need to get some, I need to get a hold of my business, a hold of my people. What would you recommend their first step be? A friend from IT company, he's got, he's actually in about a million dollar company with almost 50 employees. Okay. And he booked me out for a coffee. He said, Hey, how many want to meet you? I didn't, until that, I didn't know about that. Okay. I went to meet him, had a coffee. He said, I'm facing one problem. If you can help me. I said, okay, go ahead. He said, I'm at whatever I tell my employees, they don't follow it. And due to that reason, I end up doing things myself. Exactly. And this sentence, I've heard that hundreds of times. Now it could be hundreds of times now. Oh, the yeah. same sentence the entrepreneur will say that I will do this job myself because he's not able to do what I want. The key is, you said that. Do you just say it? Or do you put it on a paper, give it to him? And keep a document in front of that person and then say, hey, whatever you need help with, you see the document and I'm expecting the work to be done exactly as per this document. And if you don't yeah. do that, your KPI will be marked. And yep. if you continuously do that, you'll be fired. Yeah. <laughs> so the first step is write the document. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love how easy it really is, but systemize how you're making it. Isn't that moment like what, what I knew you were going to answer it like that, right? <clears throat> And so what I'm pressing on in the listener right now is, and look, I've been there. You've been there. We've all been there where they're just, they're really fast. Like trying to solve this problem, help with this client, put out this fire, like just all over the place. And they're barely getting anything done. And they're thinking, you want me to take time that I don't have and write a document? Really? And my encouragement is yes. Just like what Ahmed was just saying, it really comes down to communication because if you don't learn how to just write it out and then write it out in a form that can be understood. Maybe there's a little bit of training. Like he said, basically you say, Hey, what support do you need? Cause if you can genuinely give this thing away, this task or this division, even then it's gone forever. And that's the weight that most entrepreneurs don't realize. They're so stuck in the daily grind that they won't stop for the little pit to change out their tires or change the oil, which is write the document. They just keep going and going and going and going saying, I'll just do it myself. They can't do it right. I can't find anybody good. They're too slow, too lazy, whatever. I'll just do it myself. And eventually with that, it keeps them from growing. Eventually leads to burnout. They eventually close the doors. Like you want to add anything to this? One more thing. Empowering without training is a curse. So a lot of here's people- the, Here's the keys to the car. You don't know how to drive. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. So 
I saw a lot of entrepreneurs coming to me. They said, hey, I tried to give him the job, but he failed. So now I do it myself. I asked, did you train him for it? Yeah. Train? No, I told him. Telling him is not training. The persons, you know what yeah. I did? I had a junior team for one of the venture which I had. And after spending a month or two, I realized these guys are really junior. And what I did, I said, okay, you have eight hours of shift. You will do just seven hours of shift doing working. One hour for the next two to three months, I will give you training every single day. Yeah. I made about 32 modules explaining how the websites work, explaining how the softwares will work, explaining how the marketing works, yeah. explaining how the customer service works, explaining how every technical matter will work. I actually yeah. put it on paper. And I started training them. And after every training, I'll give them a document and I'll ask them to complete that in-house. Yeah. And I'll tomorrow before the next training, I'll ask them. So one thing you asked me to add is always train your people. And just remember that when you train them, it's not a loss. And you know what? I was actually reading a comment yesterday from one of my employees. And he said, hey, Hamid. So I saw my customer website and he had these 15 problems on his website. Yeah. What? Are you, are you seriously a pro now? When you were hired, you were just a data entry guy. And now you're right. saying that the customer is having these 15 problems and right. this, he's not able to make sales. And I was actually glad at myself that glad I actually empowered them and actually trained them so I can yeah. see this. Yeah, you're right. Most people, if empowered and trained, actually supported can do a whole lot more than they actually believe in themselves a lot. A lot of times us as entrepreneurs believe in them more than they believe in themselves. But what a cool reward that you got to be able to see him develop in fast motion to be able to help clients in that way. And what a reward, actually. Now we're talking a little selfish, right? Yeah, we, we raise people up. It helps our business. That's all fine. But like selfishly, doesn't it feel good when you know you've changed someone's life? Because for real, that guy that you're just talking about, whether he works for you forever or he finds another opportunity, he's forever changed because of what you did for him. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's tough to find it's tough to find a fulfillment like that outside of what we're talking about. So it's actually painful as well if they leave you. Oh yeah. And it happens. It happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. So someone you train for years, they leave you. Yeah. But again, it's a legit business. The business means risk. The business means you're seeing good things, you're seeing bad things, your employees will leave. Some employees will leave things for you. Why don't you see that, right? Yeah. So I always see the positive aspects. And then what I get as a reward is I'm completely moved as a visionary. So these guys are all executing. These guys are all working with customers, raising invoices, getting the money and everything. So I'm just a visionary now. And all of my training, then all of my hard work for one and a half, two years, which I did for one of my venture, I actually see that working now. Yeah. And if I'd actually get to deal with a lot of businesses who, after 20 years, entrepreneur is still taking sales meeting, entrepreneur is handling or micromanaging things. So if you don't change today, you will never be changed. Yeah, that's so true. I received that over and over again. I got to keep that in front of my own face sometimes because... We can all get in our own way like that. <clears throat> what process or maybe even discipline do you have around making decisions at your level now? I'm very organized. Whatever I receive, I actually have a list of priorities. Some okay. things are very priorities. So I will always see them. 
Some things are later priority. So I will check them during the day. Some things are of the even less priority. So I'll see them in a month. Some things, maybe I'll just see them when I'm taking a flight. Sure. When I don't, when I can't do anything else and I will just open that list. So the rule yep. number one for entrepreneur and the leader is organize yourself. Because if you are not organized and if you have started missing things, the whole team will compromise. Yeah, it's good. That's good. And so because of that, you organize your decisions in the same way. If it's a decision that needs to be handled right now, you take care of it. If it needs to be later, then you just push it, not push it off, but organize it as such. Is that what you're communicating here? Not only the decisions, but every task, every task. So for example, one of my facilities, so we took a 5,000 square feet, a whole building in Lahore. I actually live in New York City in Manhattan, but one of my employees, he called up and he said that, Hey, Hamid, we actually need you here for a couple of weeks to complete this task. So I took a flight right away. I came here, completed this facility, big building, put that on priority and put other tasks on lesser priority, right? Yeah. So yes, it's very important for the entrepreneur to make sure that what is a priority right now and what is not the priority right now, and then divide that list and just making sure that in order not to compromise your stakeholders, just give them some expectation about yourself as well, right? Yeah. So if I receive a new request today, which I'm not able to take today, you don't have to get a pressure from that person. Tell them, okay, I'll have a time in 30 days. Is that okay for you? And that's how you keep yourself organized. You should not keep everything to the next day, but yeah. just organize yourself into the weeks and months and years. That's right. That's right. Because most people will ask for whatever they can get. Exactly. If you'll give it to them next day, they'll take it next day. They will take the next day. Otherwise, you have to mold them accordingly as per your choice. Yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't fit into the current mold, then possibly it's a high enough priority where you should consider otherwise. Exactly. And it doesn't work. You don't do it. It doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Okay. Hamed, I want to go to the speed round. I want to come at you in a little different angle here. I want to take your entire businesses, all your platforms, and I want to dwindle them down into one trackable metric. If you could only pick one thing to track forever and ever, what would that one thing be? Can you explain that a little bit more? <clears throat> yeah. There's lots of things that we track inside of our businesses, right? A lot of KPIs, yeah. sales, net profit, customer satisfaction, you name it, right? We track all these things. If you could only pick one thing to track in your businesses, what would that one thing be? I will just go with my compliance and QA guy reports. Okay. Yeah. I'll just work with that person and I will, I'll check the reports that he's making for my employees uh, about his evaluation for the teams. Okay. So in my organization, a couple of guys, they check from the revenue point of view, from scalability point of view, from even someone is messing around from checking the transactions, from checking the customer service. So I will just track my QA department or my compliance yeah. department, and then I can be a little bit less worried. Yeah. That's one thing. That's one thing. One more thing. If you want to be a little bit free up as an entrepreneur, so after spending a couple of party years, hire an integrator for yourself, right? And yeah. that integrator should actually be working with your whole team. So in that, so if you have money to hire an integrator, then only track that integrator. Exactly. Yep, that's yeah. right. No, it's, it's a double answer. It's what yeah. one thing. And then in this case, if you have the one person, all you need to track is that one individual. 
you're hundred percent right. Quick question. This is more of a side note than anything. Cause you have five platforms or five businesses. Do you have an integrator for each? Do you have an integrator altogether? How is that set up on your side? Do you think? For each. For each. Yeah. It'd be difficult because you'd basically be the entrepreneur inside of that one that you don't have the integrator for if you didn't. I haven't seen someone who's, who can be exact replica of mine. And I don't have one person who can actually grasp five different platforms and how they work and how they should work. My belief, you should hire different integrators for different ventures who are expert at what they do. Yep. Love that. And it's okay. a good Yeah. Yeah. Now you've mentioned, my, my next question in the speed round is what book would you recommend? You've mentioned EOS and Traction. Would you like to throw out any other books that you love as an entrepreneur, specifically for someone uh, who's looking to scale? Yeah. Yeah. So one is, is Traction and the second one is The Seven Figure Agency Roadmap by Josh Nelson. Okay. What was your takeaway from that book? It will tell you about how to set up the lead generation for your agency Yeah. and how to be focused and how to go niche based for your business. There you go. Yeah. And then of course you have a book coming out. When does your book release? So I've actually done writing for myself and then there is a proofreader who is nice. a proofreading. I think it's going to take a couple more months. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to be go going to the industry specialist to make sure that they understand well and they find the value. So I have a deadline of about two months and then hopefully it's what you should. Perfect. I'm sure by that time, this show will be up and running and we'll put your link to your book in the show notes so they can grab that. I got two more questions here for you. The operational one, we've already tiptoed around this with the idea of an integrator and the EOS, but if you only had one hour each week to work in your business, how would you use that one hour? to successfully run it like you do now? I actually, to be honest, I spend 36 more hours because I want to work. So actually I can, so let me give you a story. I'm sorry, it will take one minute. Sure, please. I used to work with clients and I can handle 50 to 75 projects myself single-handedly as if I'm the account manager. But since I'm not an account manager, I won't handle it now. One day I thought like, hey, Hamid, you're handling so many projects. You're making them successful. Why not your own business? So. I started expanding my own businesses, having multiple ventures. And trust me, I spend one to two hours maximum for each business. And what I do is I work with integrators of each business. I spend 30 minutes in writing the instructions and directions and 30 minutes for taking their follow-ups. And that's pretty much it. And yeah. the rest time is I can pay them salaries. That's it. So you build a team, you find an integrator to run the team. Yeah. Through the process of building the team, you're writing documents and job descriptions, SOPs, anything that needs to be documented, and training. And the next directions. And the next directions. And as long as you have those things there, all you really need to do is check in on those things as well as then give new direction, new vision. Here we go. Just one hour. Just Trust one me. hour. That's all it is. I love it. You'd be surprised. Some people are taken back by that question. Others are already implementing it like you, which is incredible. Last question here for you. If you lost it all, what would you do? I will probably uh, pray and I'll, uh, because so work I do is my passion. Yeah. And then if I, if I lose it all, I think I'll not be much worried. To be honest, I'll start doing community work Yeah. because that's the satisfaction you can get there. Uh, and uh, I'll go to people, I'll preach them good things about business, about how to live, about how to be successful in life and after. And that's what I will do if I lose it all. Yeah. <laughs> I still yeah. do that. But of course, being busy, that cuts the time. But yeah. No, you wouldn't be sitting down or sleeping on a plane. That's what we do know about you. <laughs> You're right. 
Your feet would be moving. Ahmed, how can the listener find you? Whether they, you've listed a lot of businesses here, who listening today can use your service? Maybe give us a quick plug of who the best clients are that, that might need your service. The entrepreneurs listening today, how would they need you? How can they find you? So number one, if you are an e-commerce business and do not know how to be successful online, we can help you set up your website in 20 plus e-commerce platforms, or we can help set up your search and optimization, run Google ads, marketing funnels to make sure that you win online. Number one. Number two, if you have a small, medium business looking to have application or software development done, we can help you out. And we can actually transform all your physical processes into applications wow. connected with each other through the APIs. Number three, if you do not know everything or if you want to be a pro yourself, then you can log on to the ecompro.com and start learning those skills. So with Software Pro, it's www.softwarepro.nyc. For the ecom store owners, that's ecomdevelopment.us. For, for people who want to learn skills, that's www.theecompro.com. Love it. Love it. You gave us all the right ways to connect. And there's business owners out there. I actually love what you said there about taking all these processes that we just got done talking about, all these written forms, and you can turn it into an app for me, it sounds. That sounds there awesome. There we go. And if you want to catch up with myself, so you, if you don't Google and don't find me, so I'm not the right person, of course. So just Google Hamid Mahmoud, the pro, and you should be able to find my LinkedIn and Facebook and all the handles. I love it. We'll put them in the show notes as well so people can connect with you easily. We so appreciate you being here. We wish you nothing but success in all of your endeavors, nothing but blessing in all of those in your family. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.